Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where romance-loving best friends get together to recap romance novels and break down what makes them so soul-affirming, while also ragging on each other and, you know, being goofy. This week on Patreon, you'll be getting part two of our Ruby Dixon extravaganza, and we're looking forward to our author hang with Tracy Livesey. So mark August 11th at 8 p.m. on your calendar to celebrate the release of her newest book, The Duchess Effect. We've got more amazing patrons to shout out this week, too. So welcome to Lex, Anna, Grace C., Megan H., Erica V., Sierra S., and Caliandra H. And then I've got to send some big, huge, giant virtual hugs to some longtime patrons, Becky L., E.F. Dodd, Emily T., Emery F., and David D. Thank you so much for supporting the show and just creating such an awesome community. It means the world to me. This week, two HB besties joined me. Kieran and Lynn Camden are here to recap Trashed by Mia Hopkins. Here we go. HBs, we're here with two of my HB friends. This is Kieran and Lynn, Lynn Camden. Hi. Hello. (laughs) How are y'all? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Um, Listener, that was Kieran. If you want to try to keep up. Lynn, do you want to say something out loud and then we'll tell them? I, yes, I am amazing and I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God, that's Lynn. And I'm loving the energy you're bringing today. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is me. This is my voice. So Lynn said she had some, some tea, some dirt, some shit to spill. Tell me everything. Oh, I just, you know... Kieran, Kieran is a stone cold bitch, and I just want you to know all about her. I mean, I do know that, and it's one of the things I love most about her. She is incredible. <laughs> this woman, ice in her veins. We are driving together to through Minneapolis okay. on a road trip. Yes, she's <laughs> like, "What do you want to do? What do you want to listen to?" And I was like, I don't, "Whatever you want. You're driving." So she puts on this audiobook, oh. this leak Lisa Clapus audiobook. It was Tessadere. It was Tessadere. Tessadere. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Tessadere. She puts it on. And I am like the type of person, like I'm listening to uh, sci-fi right now. Okay. And it's got like body horror and like mm. something about it being in graphic, like in like graphic description yeah. in my ears is just like so much more intense okay. and like visceral. And so we're like getting to this like romantic stuff. Wow. The kiss is happening and the kiss is happening and I'm getting like squirmy. I'm like, okay, Kieran, uh, this, and I'm trying to be like super cool. Cause she is driving stone cold again, like just like staring at the road in front of her. Like nothing is happening. It takes a lot to shock me. Ice in my veins right now. I'm like, like bring it. Impress me. <laughs> And then we're like ramping up towards the six. Yes. I tried so hard. I tried to last as long as I could. But like, I, Karen, like, I just can't. I can't. And I was like, what? It's not like Missy Elliott. He's not flipping it down, reversing it. I can't sit beside you 
in a moving vehicle on the highway and listen to this man going down on her. I just can't do it. Well, I'm like, why are you so red? Why are you so red? We gotta get up on this entrance. Trying to play it off so cool. I was like, so can we just listen to music, bud? <laughs> I was actually hoping to find some Vanessa Carlton. Ah, <laughs> hey, Karen. Or like, the chicks. I don't know. Let me put on some thousand miles, okay? Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> Ice is in her veins, and I love her for it. It I just can't do it. I don't know. Makes a lot. I had a slutty morning, but I don't know. <laughs> And then I write erotica and she's telling her friend about it. And she's like blushing the whole time. She's like blush, like blush up to here. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand you. It's because I know you. And like, it's weird. Like she, she's like here and you tell me like, are you like my other books? Did you not read my, I'm like, I did read your erotica. She's like, but what did you want me to say? You're my friend. I talk to you. I see you in person. I know your children. What am I supposed to say? Like, good, good job on the blowy. Love the blurry. Like, it was good. I don't know. Love that scene where she tied him up. Loved it. I was like, I, would, I see you like a mother figure <laughs> in many ways because you tell me what to do. <laughs> you are mom on the Discord, so. <laughs> yes, my very, very, very young mother. <laughs> oh, my God. I, You know what? Now that I think about it, I've never listened to a romance audiobook with anyone at all. Apparently, I got too bold. Uh, that was my first time, too. Oh. And I guess, like, I just, you know, oh. I got too bold. I got too bold. Some things, I mean, I would disagree. Some things are better experienced, <laughs> is all I got to say. I was like, we're both romance True. readers. I had a bunch of, like, books on my Audible. I could have put in something True. else. But I was like, Shh, do we want to listen to the Obama biography? Sure. Or do we want to listen to a romance? Okay, this is a romance. It's a good one. I was already listening to it. Let's Can put I? it on. I love it. I love it was nice. There. Remember, Rebecca, she had the goats. She had to find lo- her I animals. Love Tessa Dare. I love that she's part. incredible. Oh. oh. Yeah, that, that yes. Tessa Dare When he good. pinned her by the cool shoot, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I would prefer to be on my onesie for this. <laughs> this cannot happen. <laughs> Did you guys listen to the audio for this book? Um, I read no. it. Okay. Tell I me all it. about it. I'm very odd about audiobooks. Mm. I love listening to them when I'm cleaning and when I'm like driving, but I have to be doing something Mm -hmm. else. And with this, I was in like a wedding this weekend. So I was like reading just in between when I was at like at night and stuff. But I can't, I'm not one of those people that can just sit and listen to an audiobook. Mm -hmm. I'm also like a crazy fast reader. So sometimes when I do that, I'm like, I could be doing this quicker. I can finish this one night. So it bothers me. But if I'm driving, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I felt like that for a while. Um, And then uh, I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it was pandemic. Maybe it was whatever. But Sabrina told me that she usually knits or crochets while she does it. And so I started doing that. And it's fucking incredible. I don't know why I hadn't thought about it before. If you have to speed read it for a podcast, then you can't do the audio because it just takes two. It's true. Well, some people can do. Some people can do you? Oh, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, because the software doesn't make them sound like chickmunks. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> I do like it when I'm doing like a deep clean. I always put mm. on like something while I'm doing a deep clean of the house. Yeah. That really helps. Yeah. No. So when I'm editing in Audacity, well, actually, when I'm editing anywhere, I turn up the speed because I can hear whatever I need to edit out, but I need to do it faster. And Audacity makes us sound like maniacal squirrels. 
But then my other editing software does the same thing as like audiobooks where we're just faster, but we're still in the same vocal register. Anyway, right. sometimes I, I do it in Audacity just because it really amuses me. I look forward to being a chipmunk. Sometimes you want to sound like Simon Theodore and Alvin. Like yeah. sometimes you just want to sound like the chipmunks. Absolutely. It's cool. Okay. Should we talk about book? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Did you like book? I really liked book. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, did. Same. Kieran and I were texting a little bit about it. And like commenting about how unique it is to hear in a MF just from the hero's perspective. Yeah. Like it was just really, that was a really interesting thing that I don't, I don't often encounter if ever. Yeah, absolutely. And like I hear authors, a lot of times authors will be like, I usually identify more with the hero if they're writing MF or whatever. But I've also, I don't think I've ever seen a, a just male POV and I really loved it. I thought she captured him so, 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 so well. Yeah. And I also liked how, like, the heroine really was, like, almost like a hero in many single POV ones. Like, she was mm-hmm. treated exactly like a hero was, where we didn't necessarily get her internal monologue. We knew what was up with her. She was a fully realized character, but it wasn't, like, split evenly just because she was a woman. It was very yeah. much story. And Rebecca put it best. He had the heroine's journey. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a book about the heroine's journey by K- Gail Carriker. Oh, yeah. About like how the a heroine, instead of like doing the usual story that a hero might do in a in a hero's journey story, mm-hmm. does like a, a it's a journey from like disconnection to connection kind of thing, like mm-hmm. finding family and finding connection. And so that's why you see this like heroine's like journey in romance a lot of the time. Yeah. And so he is having like a heroine's journey, like a Gail Carriger heroine's journey, like. Yeah, uh, literally in, this book. in yeah, that it's way. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this is book two. And I will say that as a person who did not read book one, there were a lot of book one shenanigans that like I knew meant something because it was obvious that it meant something and it was historical and all the things. But that was, I think, my only complaint is just like, and and I don't even think it's a complaint because I really liked everyone and I thought all of the storylines intertwined really well. But we do spend a lot of time without them together. Yes. You know? it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's almost in a way like it's definitely a romance. But I almost think it's almost like a coming of age story for him in many ways. Like it's very much about him, like getting out of prison, having to rebuild his life, having to become a better man, not just for her, but his family and just like in Mm -hmm. life general. Mm -hmm. And he mentions it a lot. He starts out 18 and then he went to jail when he was 18. He's 23 now. He's a man. I really thought that, too. I had actually read the first one, but years and years ago, because it came out like in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I didn't remember much about it beyond the fact that, like, it involved a single mom and I liked it. And I use a brewery owner. So it brought some things back. But this book actually made me read, want to reread it and also read the third one, which I didn't even know existed because I guess it came out like four years after the fact. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious to go back. Yeah, I, I mean, it was so good. Okay. So, and Mia Hopkins can do some sex. She can do some sex. That is Wowza. Yeah. Yeah. Is all I'll say about that. If you are anyone (gasps) named Blair, Mm. I would like to do a tiny uh, content warning for the word little and tiny. (laughs) You're right. Little nipples, (laughs) tiny clitoris. 
uh-huh. tiny everything, tiny. Mm-hmm. Well, the clitoris cunt. does grow to almost be like a stone, if you recall. That's it's true. true. I just it's true. I, I could have done away hips, whatever that means. She has very pretty hips, whatever yep. that means. I just Absolutely. like if we could talk about a grown woman without using the word little for nipples <laughs> and things, I would be real happy. Maybe if there were just, little nipples, though, like she can't help her teeny tiny nipples. I Why are you people with teeny tiny nipples? Wow. I think that Lynn. they are regular sized. I just think that they are. Wow. I was today years old when I found out Lynn Camden is a nipple shamer. And I, like, if you have little nipples, I do not want to deal with you. I don't want to see you. And I will, in fact, depress you. Listen, wow. with my with my saucer nipples, I'm I don't feel unsafe. You are but safe with me. Melody. If I had different kinds of areola. <laughs> yeah. Areola. You could just you could, you could just. Yeah. We're not in a safe space anymore. That's for sure. That's for darn sure. <laughs> OK, so we've got. Eddie, Eddie Rosas, and he grew up in East Side of L.A. with his whole family. He's third generation gangbanger. Um, his yes. dad like almost got out and then trauma and bullshit happened and he right back in and he pulled both of his older sons in with him. And Eddie has just gotten out of prison. He was in prison for carjacking for five whole years. And this man is 23 years old. Okay. So talk about arrested development. Absolutely. And like, apparently he spent most of his time in the slammer jerking off and reading romance novels. I Reading romance novels was like, every time it came up, I was like, a little tear. I know. I love that it was like like, this old timer was like, hey, Hey, I know it's rolling in here. Here's some vintage Joanna Lindsay for you. Yeah. Yeah. He just needed some. Love and comfort. He needed connection. Well, he was in the show. They put him in solitary for quite a while. Yeah, he was Uh in solitary for too long because any amount of time in solitary is too long. Absolutely. And, you know, the prison industrial complex is poor kid. Not have a good time. Absolutely. So luckily he was safe from a lot of like the more severe violence because of his gang affiliation. But since he's come out, he's. Try to lay low because he doesn't want to do gang stuff anymore. He's done with gang times. He wants to figure out how to go straight, he says. But he is still technically, unlike his brother, a member of the gang. Yeah. Yeah. He right. allowed out. He is just trying to make sure they don't ask him to do anything, which is interesting. Totally. Yeah. He's just trying to, like, duck around corners so that nobody sees him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's constantly a Hong Kong friend. Yeah, he's bringing exactly. he's bringing a bush along everywhere he goes <laughs> along the sidewalk. Like, he's just hiding behind alleys, and he's like, "Is that a gangbanger?" Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. So he is in a community garden of my dreams. Oh my goodness! If it sounded I, amazing. Oh, if I could live in that fucking community garden, I would. I would let. What's his name? Give me peyote. I would. It would be a terrible idea, and I would do it just for what's his name. What was his name? Raphael. Rafa. 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 Rafa is out here, you know, just doing perfectly legal. Yeah. Hydroponics. That's right. And growing his garden. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got hydroponics elsewhere. And here he does shit like vegetables and flowers and stuff. And, and it's so many fantastic. herbs. And, and so he's got herbs out the wazoo. And don't yeah, forget the very, very sexy cilantro. Oh, my God. When her hair <laughs> smells like cilantro, it made me it just made my heart sing. I don't know why that one detail did it was to like, me. I was like, cilantro? Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, like I it. I love cilantro. I've, I've literally never heard it before. I've no. heard, you know, I've heard patchouli even, but yeah. never a cilantro. And I loved it. It was. Okay. It was good. It was a good detail, too, considering what we learned about her. The uh, yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. he sees her, like, touching the, in the prologue, he sees her, like, touching the herbs. And then he, like, pictures uh, what they would, like, smell like on her skin and, like, uh-huh. what the peppermint would, like, taste like on her mouth. I was, like, mm-hmm. I was in it. I was mm-hmm. there. I was yeah. there. Yeah. And so it's the prologue. That. Yeah, yeah. We're in the prologue. He's in the garden. And he's, like, just gotten out of prison. Um, And there is this gorgeous woman in the garden. She's kneeling over some herbs. And then she just starts spontaneously sobbing. As you do. Right? As one does. I mean, been there. Don't get Love me wrong. Love to be in a garden crying. Yeah. It's my terror clutch moment. Absolutely. Best place to cry. So he goes over and he's like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And he ends up like walking her over to the trailer that he and Rafa live in. Rafa lives there. He's staying there right now until he like gets um, gets on his feet. And so they go into the trailer. He offers her a glass of water and then it's on TM. Yeah. It was abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So you walked him crying to just being like, I'm going to kiss you now. And he's like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And he is like, he's like a little baby fawn. Mm. He is like so skittish and so like starved of yeah. human contact. Yeah. And women in general. Like, absolutely. It's been a so long time. And he says when he was a teenager, he was quite active, but it's been five years. And right. It's different time. He doesn't have that confidence right now. Absolutely. And like, I also think that all that time in there just chafing himself to romance novels, like, I think there is a moment where he's like, is this real life? Like, could this possibly be happening? Because it doesn't it doesn't seem real. Yeah. And I like that. I liked that the author like it is a kind of like you, it's like far fetched, right? You find a woman crying, a beautiful woman crying in a vegetable sure. garden, like for a ro- like for life, not for a romance novel. Yeah. But I like he is like this is weird. This isn't yeah. happening. What's going on? Yeah, like, it's got right. a dreamlike quality in that prologue that I really yeah, like. it does. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Well, and so he is very starved for connection, and so he's like, "What's your name?" And she's like, "My tits are out now," and. <laughs> He's like, but what's your name, though? And she's like, haven't you ever just wanted to, like, fuck a stranger? And he's like, I mean, like, not no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever super contemplated it. But, like, he asks her why she's letting him do this. And she's like, I just want you to make me forget and he's yes. like, forget what? And she says, forget everything. Yes. And then they she have... thought. Yeah, absolutely. And then they have the most mind-blowingest sex that's ever hit the planet. 
Eddie might be a tiny fawn emotionally, but I'll tell you what. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he He's got the boots. The He's a daddy in the back. <laughs> they go on about how huge he is, or he goes on, I guess, about how huge he is a lot. And I was <laughs> well, like, well, he goes, we're too big. And he's like, say it again. Say, say it again. again. I'm big for you. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and she's so tight and he's so big, but it yeah. worked. No, I it's gotta. can't I lie it. that I like that. I loved it. It was I loved great. It. Okay. And then this is when he mentions her pretty hips. Yes. She which has I, very pretty hips. She has very pretty hips. He loves the way her her silky hair feels cool and in his fingers, which was another yeah. detail that I, I like just that. latched onto. That. I've n- I don't think I've ever seen that either. It was lovely. And then end of prologue. Goodbye. Um, I don't mm. even know if they come. No, really. Because all we know is he wakes up, she's gone. Gone. And he asked, he almost thinks, like, was it a dream? Did that actually happen? Yeah, absolutely. And like, and was Rafa just in the other bedroom? Like, <laughs> yes, he was there. Was he was he there. Though? I swear he was. He I was. It was midday and he was like in a squash patch. You know I, what? He's you know. there later on, which we will discuss. But I like how Rafa is just oh chill as hell either way. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting some. Good for you, yeah, little bro. Oh my God. I will say, my I had a I had a one personal issue with the reading this book, and that is that I uh, get very nervous Oof. when I think somebody's gonna walk in or like something's gonna go wrong or whatever. And there were like no less than three or four scenes where it was. I mean, I and so I would ah. Like, even when they didn't get caught, I spent the whole time being like, I don't know. No, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen right now? There was oh. so much of that. And and there were stakes because it actually did it. go wrong. Think, yeah. And I think he would have been into it if it happened. I mean, he kind of is when it does happen. Yeah. Uh, until he figures out it's a fucking disaster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And some people, like, that is their kink. It's just not mine. And I just get real nervous. I know. I'm I'm, I'm the person. I'm like, I don't want to walk in on anyone. Like, mm-hmm. wonderful, beautiful. I don't want to see you. Enjoy your lovemaking. But I totally. don't need to be part of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not consent to being part of this scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So chapter one opens. It's six months later. And he needs a job real bad. And he's lost a few jobs. And he, yeah, he's he's been losing jobs left and right already. Oh, also, his uh, nickname is Trouble. Yes. But he does want everyone to call him Eddie now because he's like, move, he wants to move on from all of that. So he gets a job as a dishwasher. And when he shows up, the guy's like, have you done this before? And he's like, <laughs> like for absolutely. sure. Many no times. problem. Expert. I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it only works sometimes. And not when there's actual skill involved. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I actually loved this because I feel like most people think that there is not skill involved with a dishwasher. And there absolutely is. It's just fucking false. Mm -hmm. Like that job, there is a sequence there. Like when he was, oh my God, when he was doing, um, when he was like showing the guy and he was like looking at the equipment and being like, I bet you pull this lever and then touch this button or whatever. I was like, oh, my God, you have to you have to rinse them first. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, that's not a dishwasher. That's a, a sanitizer. I worked at a hospital that had a dish machine that was worth a million dollars. Mm. 
But when they were doing that, like, I do this, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, no, no. Something's yeah. probably caught in there. You have to call someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I also yeah. appreciate that the second dishwasher is just a teenager named Boner oh, who's like, God. teach me your ways. Oh, my the God. Boner. It's boner just kind of Boner. I loved Boner, though. He's just a nice too. white boy who wants to be a chef but doesn't do well in school. He's going to want to be a line cook. Yeah. He and, wants practical experience. and He's got to work his way up. And Boner gets that. Yeah. And, and and Boner wants to learn how to dishwash from Eddie. It's just he doesn't know Eddie cute. lied. Yeah. Yeah. And and Eddie does come clean though. Boner's like yeah. Boner's like, oh yeah. Uh the guy told me that like I should just listen to what you said because you've done this before. And Eddie's like, I I did lie. I did do a big fib on everyone. And so we're just gonna be cool and we're gonna figure it out together. And like it goes terribly. Horrible. They immediately mm. get backed up. Because they don't have any sort of system. They don't know anything about this. And then... But this, at, this rental busboy has to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So first the busboy helps them. Yeah. Like, he's like, try this. Like, you know, I, I'm gonna, he has to show them how to stack the cups in the tray to get sanitized. You know, I they cannot. were not doing it business side down. They were doing it business side up and all the water was getting caught in there. You're completely right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Uh, you know, things happen and Boner does slip and fall over water that Eddie has poured on the ground. <laughs> what and that's like, me, they would have had to fill out a, a form for that, a WCB form. <laughs> that, there's like water is like the death of kitchens. Like you don't have water on the floor no. for like even a second. No. Clean that up. Absolutely so that's not. like wild. Damn. So. I was so Eddie, nervous this whole time. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, there are a bunch of this book. I was just like, all of my sphincters were clenched, and I didn't super know how to handle it. I was gardening for a lot of it, so that did mitigate it quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> but really <laughs> high anxiety, like yeah. work book. Yeah, it's high stakes too. He needs it his is. job. He does. He's got to go deal with his PO. He needs the job. Yeah, absolutely. So. Shit is terrible. Like they he, they break a whole stack of like handmade pottery because this is a this is a capital F fancy place. Mm-hmm. Several thousands dollars worth of dishes, which made me gasp. Yeah, I, no, that's yeah. not a real thing, right? No, it is a real thing. No, if it's handmade pottery, especially made for no, that no, restaurant, no. I but don't they mean would be, they would not be putting that in a dishwasher. They would not be putting that in a commercial dishwasher. Ever. Like, I, I think the real thing, I, I believe that it costs that much. I just cannot understand why an establishment who is hiring a person named Boner to care for these dishes <laughs> would put, like, why would you, in a commercial space, why would you use that kind of dish? Listen, podcast at gmail.com if you have worked at a fancy capital F restaurant that uses artisan pottery to serve shit on. I don't know. Especially when you have multiple people eating off of it, like, and you can't, you would yeah. not put that in a commercial dishwasher. It would not go well. Oh it's God. like, but it's like custom golden, made. I can't even put my Golden Girls like wine cup <laughs> through, through the commercial dishwasher <laughs> without like, the cow going off of Rose. So I don't True. know how they just were like, yeah, fine. and we're not compromising Rose. All right, you no. just need to watch a little bit more uh, YouTube's of potteries mm-hmm. and. See all the custom-made ceramics that they do for these high-end restaurants. Yeah. They're like they're like the grade that does go through the dishwasher. Okay, yeah, but they're just real expensive. Like okay, and gorgeous. It's like and gorgeous like, and like beautifully formed and whatever. Pottery with sure. Lynn. 
Pottery is learning with Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about it, but I would like to talk about it as though I do. I love that. that. I believed yeah. you. I was no. like, makes sense. She knows. Lynn, we're going rogue in 2023. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you are now <laughs> living your ghost best life it's true. on the cone. <laughs> oh, I, I wish. Oh, my God. Okay, so he's been looking for his dream girl for six months. And suddenly she appears and she is in a chef's costume. Nope. A chef's white uniform, 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 whites. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is. And he's already like heard her talking, um, like basically like a general getting getting everybody on the same page in the kitchen. And he's already thought that was very hot. And then suddenly it is the girl from the garden. And he's like, oh, my God, I found her. But they sort of simultaneously decide not to acknowledge that they know each other. And then I love this because he's immediately just like, yes, chef, no chef. Oh, my goodness. That was awesome. He's chef. listening to her and he's so into it. He's like, look at her go. So much fire. She's ordering them around. Oh and she's God. like this wonder kid, like sous chef who like she graduated culinary school and has been working there for two years, but has already risen through the length. So she's like the same age as him, but is running this kitchen because the actual chef only like like most celebrity chefs is only there like maybe three times a year. Yeah, absolutely. And and he he has a competence boner for her. Oh, that yeah. is, so did I. Honestly, uh, she yes. runs that shit. She runs that shit. Absolutely. So he does think um, he's getting fired. Understandable. Yeah. And so he starts taking off his apron and she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, unless you've got a couple of thousand dollars to reimburse us for that. Those dishes. You you owe us some labor. And he's yeah, like, you got to pay that off. Yes, chef puts his apron back on. He also covers for Boner. He's like, Boner didn't do anything. I did all of it. It was my whoopsie. And Boner's and like, you can see Boner has like little hard eyes. He's like, that's my man. That's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he he has the job now. And like we sort of go in between him going to work and also helping with the book one couple's brewery um because he brews beer in santa monica and then they like deliver it elsewhere but and... neither of them have a license right because they lost it due to carjacking yeah. so that's another issue they're trying to figure that out yeah that's yeah, a this, real barrier my goodness this poor man's trying to bike to random jobs in la yes that's actually something I really appreciated about this book. I thought it dealt with shit that like a lot of romance novels don't. Like these people are right. lower income. Mm-hmm. They are like from East L.A. Mm-hmm. and they are people who have like not necessarily done the best things in life. But no one is treated as only good and only bad. There's no villains in this book. There's just shades of gray. Mm-hmm. And it, it talks about stuff that like, yeah, guess what? They lost their license. And that's a real barrier to work. They huge. Use- he loses jobs for reasons that sometimes aren't his fault because he can't make right. it on time or he can't do it. I thought right. that was right. really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Also, when's the last time you've had a hero that's a smoker? Like, that's really rare, too, yeah. nowadays. And he doesn't quit. There's no, like, oh, yeah. he's going to quit. It's like, no, you know what? It's good. He's not doing drugs. It's great. Honestly, yeah. Well, and so did you read the, the like, listener, I'm sorry, the reader note at the end, the author's note to the yes. reader? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So... Mia Hopkins um, volunteered at a at like a facility that helps ex-cons 
get back into society successfully. Um, And so she said in this author's note that like a lot of the characters here are based on the people that she worked with and became friends with and got close with during that time. So that was really cool. And that really comes through. Like it really comes through that she has some actual experience in this world and knows Mm -hmm. these people and isn't just like reading about it from afar and writing about it. No, no, no. And she's not, there's no part of it that feels like gangster cosplay. No, and all. none of it feels like offensive in like a, yeah. oh, what, you know what I mean? Like one of those like, oh, yeah. like, we should not be writing about this. This is offensive. Anyway. Yeah, it feels very like, limited and very like respectful. Yeah. Right. None of it is sensationalized or, you know, tokenized. It's, it's really, really good. So, okay. Um, what, so one of the issues that his older brother is having, Sal, is that he wants to get his beer to more people, but it's really hard, especially if you're making it in one place and trying to deliver it elsewhere without a fucking license to make the business grow. And they're constantly getting orders that they just can't fill. And he thinks one of the ways that he could change this is by opening a tap room where like eventually they would brew beer there but at first they would just serve a bunch of the beer that they make and people could pick it up because it's way more um like convenient than Absolutely. Santa Monica but they're actually just testing the logistics of it and how it's mm-hmm. going to cost a lot of money they have to Huge. find a space they want to stay in the community but the community is getting very gentrified mm-hmm. and yeah. I really liked the like his girlfriend um, is, in fact, an accountant. Mm-hmm. So she's the one doing all the numbers. And I loved that. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like later on, I'm so sorry. I don't want to forget to say it later. But like later on when they're doing deals and both of the guys are like, our job here is to stand here and uh, let stay the quiet. women do the work. Yes. <laughs> Just stay like, quiet. They're like the best possible way. Like they're being the boss. These women are the best person for the job. And they're, I would love for them to just shine. Like it's great. So, yeah. Okay. So he ends up working for a few days and she's not acknowledging him at all. And he's starting to be like, I thought she remembered me, but like maybe she actually doesn't. And Steve's obviously like, dude. You are my employee. This is deeply ethically weird. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, oh, does she not remember me? Yeah. So one night he stays late in order to, like, I don't know, finish something, etc. I think Boner gets sick. It's fine. Boner and, gets sick. Poor yeah. Boner. And so she's in the office late, which she doesn't always do, everyone. And her, her shop shirt is open, showing her tank top, showing a little bit of bra. <gasps> Purple bra. Purple I bra. Have you know? Check it <laughs> out. Yeah. And so he stops by the office and he's he's just like, he keeps on trying to come up with shit to talk to her about. And she keeps <laughs> being like, am in the middle of an order. Is there anything else? And he's like, yeah, well, how do you make an order for that prosciutto? Like, <laughs> well, where do you, is it local? Or and he like, kind of like comes up behind her and like puts his hands on her shoulders to kind of look at the computer. Look at the computer. It was so smooth because he just kept talking as though he's making small talk. Yeah. And like then starts like rubbing up on her. And then, 
But like not neither of them are acknowledging that he's touching her, uh-huh. except that he she's like leading into it, you know, in like there. and Almost so and they're like just her part. Yeah, they're like just talking about something else until, you know, eventually he's like, so you really don't want to. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, absolutely. Like he forces her to acknowledge him after he's got his had his hands on her for a while. Right. And I think one of the things that like really shows Mia Hopkins talent is the fact that this is a completely POV book from him, his perspective. And yet this scene, which could be creepy off the bat, never felt creepy whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, like she always just... felt like she had her own agency and she was never like, like, we'll get into it because we'll talk about it later. But even with like certain things that happened, she was never treated as like a child or no. someone who wasn't a fully grown adult woman. No, absolutely. And he talks a lot about like sort of reading her cues and being like, I put my hands on her shoulders and she doesn't move away. Yeah. And so he's sort of feeling her out as this goes. And like at one point she leans into him and, like you know, it's great. But um, they so he's like, are you your garden girl? Right. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I didn't make that up. And she's like, you're my employee. Yeah. And he sort of doesn't know what to do with it. And I think and she like, kind of was like, she's kind of like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to have like a one night stand. Yeah. Like, we don't have to talk about this. You're my employee. Right. Right. And because he, he keeps being like, it was fucking magic what happened between us. Like the chemistry was insane. Yeah. He's like, that wasn't just sex. That was something else. Yeah. And she's like, mm, it really was just sex for me. So whatever. And she, he, he's like, bullshit. Like, there's no way that was just sex for you. Like, that's bananas. Um, but he sort of like he he asked her um, to go to dinner with him. And she's like, I don't sleep with my employees. And he's like, wow, who's being presumptuous now? Like, <laughs> Maybe laugh. He's like, I put dinner. I, I, I didn't ask you to I didn't ask you to do anything else. God, uh, she's thinking about my dick all the time. That's so big. Um, <laughs> But then they get interrupted by like another person and it's super late. It's like one in the morning. So they decide to all leave together. And wait. Oh, yeah. Tell me everything. She reveals here that she knew him the whole time. Oh, fuck. Yes, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell it's important. So she she like knew him from childhood because he would come into her family's bakery yeah. And, you know, like she he says that they would like, you know, shoplift chicle and like <laughs> buy, you know, baked goods and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the sweet roll. And the she watched bread. him as a kid. She watched him. She had a little crush yeah, on him. She did. And she so she knew right exactly now. who he was when she decided yeah. to go for it in the garden. And my he favorite did. is that like, even though this could be like sort of embarrassing for her, I love that she presents it like the audacity of him because she's like mm-hmm. do you really you really don't remember who i am yeah, yeah she's and like he, and he doesn't like no. he never never remembers her no. from childhood which is hilarious no. to me well and he remembers distinctly her parents but he does not remember her and she's like we were literally the same age i used yeah. to watch new i had a crush on you and i love that she's like when he asks her about it she's like yeah i just thought like i should go for it i saw you i wanted to have a one night stand i always had a crush on you I just wanted to see if i could it yeah, was ballsy. I liked that about her. I really yeah. liked it too. And it makes extra sense when we find out what she was crying about. Because Absolutely. I feel like it was one of those, like, life is too short. I'm going to seize that dick. 
Yeah, you absolutely. know, Carpe Dick <laughs> instead of Carpe Diem. <laughs> Carpe Dick. Yes. Oh my God. Carpe Dick forever. Oh, I think that has to be a logo of some Both sort. Captain, like Captain, Carpe Dick. <laughs> so, so he is astounded. And, and I love this because part of it is that he's astounded that like this woman would ever find any value in him, regardless of age or time or place or anything. He's just well, like, yeah, because he's like, she has a degree from a fancy culinary university. She's yeah. running this kitchen. She is pretty. She's classy. And I'm just a gangbanger who just got out of prison. That's right. how he sees himself. That's not what I'm saying. And then yeah, in yeah. that same chapter <gasps> is where you first get the like, placement that she is underappreciated and underpaid because he observes that she's not mentioned in any of the yeah. cookbooks from that restaurant mm-hmm. in that same chapter. And he like looks at her like shitty car and like, you know, like in yeah. compared to the owners like Alpha Romeo or whatever. That- Where she gets like the amazing review. Yeah. No, this yeah, is the yeah. next, that's the next one. That's the chapter. Yeah. Okay. But, but like, yeah. So he like starts to notice the juxtaposition of like her skills and talent and her like boss you know well and her abilities comes in so they walk out all three of them together and then mm-hmm. but like when they're by her car she does he's like he kind of frames it as like well can i call you and because he's there he's like for shifts if there's more shit yeah yeah he's like can i call you and she's like mm. he's like well how about you call me and yeah. she's like uh-uh. and he's like well he's shift stuff like maybe yeah. you want to call me. What on if my you day needed off? an extra dishwasher? <laughs> so she kind of gives him his her number, but she does it like with the door kind of like blocking so the boss doesn't see. Uh huh. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So then the next time they are working together, oh, I shriveled into a husk <laughs> because they. So she gets this really amazing review, and for the first time, a food critic has been like. This dude's name is on the restaurant, but like she is the force that's driving the like he's he calls it like I, playful recipes and stuff. Well, and they say she makes a good restaurant great. Mm-hmm. And, and she's worried because, yeah, it's an amazing review for her. But she's like, shit, like we have well, skipped was- so much. You guys, we've skipped I mean, a hot, a hot masturbate. Oh, I, I just about the hot master baby. Let, let Rebecca then. Rebecca, you took the notes. I just want to just, yeah. just just note note please, that we have please. skipped a hot master bait, Yeah. A power exchange. The a phrase power exchange? Yes, where she's like in control, but then he becomes in control in the bedroom, you know, like that kind of thing. Except it's yeah. not the bedroom, but you know, whatever. Okay. Oh, because he has this detailed fantasy that I was impressed with yes 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 he is he's very good at masturbating because he says himself in prison he would do it two to three times a day so he's gotten real good at that and there's a whole there's a whole part where he goes like oh i guess i'm doing this Uh, in that scene there's like a power exchange where he's like taking the power back like you know they're like exchanging who's like in control in the scene he says she is in control all day and so now Hmm. i'm just going to take care of her Yes. And he thinks that that's what she would really like in bed. I love that. I, Except yeah, you're right. then we switch right into this little phrase where she's pinching her nipples like chopsticks. 
Question mark. Wait, what? Why is she pinching her nipples like chopsticks? She's Are her scissoring. fingers the chopsticks? Yes. She's scissoring her fingers like this to pinch her nipples. Scissor like scissor Like types? scissors, except he describes it like chopsticks. And I was like, no, don't bring chopsticks into this. So would the would, I, the, would the index finger and thumb be like be like crab crab style? That's what I was thinking. I don't think <laughs> because I'm thinking about how I hold my chopsticks and I but feel he like he said be... scissors first and then yeah. chopsticks. Yeah, I mean it Maybe makes sense. Went from scissoring them, realized that's not very I... effective, and then started chopsticking. Them. Incredible with whatever Incredible. happened there in his mind. I oh, wow, and that's fantasy. That's not like. That's him. Ladies just doing her. Nope. <laughs> no. He's like, I like it when girls chopsticks. Mm, doing He's chopsticks. And we all got our kinks, man. He likes a little chopstick in the bedroom. You know, love it. I can't. Wow. Tiny chopsticks tiny are great for eating Cheetos, though. Uh, or they something are. similar. So, they are. you know, like they absolutely that. Absolutely are. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I did skip a lot um, because I knew that if I took really good notes, we'd be here for seven hours. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, keep going. No, no. Keep going. You're fine. You're fine. So, no, that was a very important detail that we had to tell listener. It was just I'm I'm going to skip a lot of like the family times okay, and the, the brew that. times until it's, you know, necessary. That's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets this incredible review. Everybody's congratulating her. And she's like, just another day in the office. Nobody look at me. I'm nobody. It's fine. And being all humble about it. And then he is stalking the refrigerator, the commercial refrigerator. The commercial walk-in cooler. That's the one. Thank you. That's and who one. who coined the term anxiety? Because I had so much anxiety <gasps> I mean, this whole I, time. I had anxiety. I don't know who did that, but they're a genius. I had anxiety even during the masturbate because Raphael was in the next room. And he was talking about his pants are down to his shoes. He's in the living room. His shirt's all the way up. He's just in the on the living room. And did he think he like cummed in a way he's never come before with his load? Oh my god, yes. I can't talk about his load right now. (laughs) I just can't do it. Comes in and just streaming like a fountain. Like this man's holding you rent free. You respect his couch. Absolutely. He's just fountaining like it's orc times. Better for bring that when you're done, sir. Oh god, he had to get out the buckets. It's bad. Okay, so he's in that walk-in cooler and he's putting vegetables away. She comes in. And he like goes to kneel next to her and he's like, good review. Great job. And she's like, yep, it was fine. It's great. And he's like, you are really undervalued here. And she's like, it's the way the industry works. Get off of this because you don't know what you're talking about. I have to pay my dues. I have to, you know, learn the shit. And then someday I do hope to have my own restaurant. But at the time, and she points out like this guy's name is bringing people in. I mean, yeah. So then... Listen, how the fuck did this happen? It was so sudden. Lynn. I don't know, but as a health inspector, I was <gasps> shook. I was shook. At, I was shook. At, I have seen a dog in a walk-in cooler, and I was less shocked at that point than when I saw it. <laughs> I will read an excerpt here. You can read an yes, excerpt, please. and I will react to that. Please. I heard. Before I know it, I'm flat on my back, and she's kissing me so hard, I can't get a breath. Her mouth is hot and sweet. It's terrifying seeing Chef Centeno. Centeno? Centeno, Lose control so completely like this. 
but also it's hot as fuck. They're Obviously. in a fridge. They're in a refrigerator. Giving him a blowy in a walking <gasps> cooler next to the No, 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 no. First of all, walking. It's her. It's her work you, job, everybody. You know how unsanitary that is. Run a the carrots. Eat. Could be going in a salad where you're not cooking it, you're not reheating it. You know what bacteria could be growing in there. If I walked in on that, that restaurant would be shut down immediately. You. No sex in the champagne room. No sex in the walking cooler. <laughs> I have been waiting for this. Health inspector times with Kira. I have been literally waiting for this all day long. That I've never been doing an inspection and walked in on that. I would be like, I'm taking your permit and I'm acting for therapy bills. <laughs> Incredible. No, but truly, especially with the way he has learned to come now that he's thinking about her. <laughs> no, he's gonna go, I and also, it's very cold in walk in clues. You have to keep a temperature of minus five degrees Celsius or less. Yeah. Like, That's I true. don't know. His they say that they're cold. But I guess his dick can just stay like the cold doesn't affect it. Oh, no. He's the turgidist. No, even much in Karen. that cold. Yeah. But as she's giving him a blowy. Your, the door um, opens. The, the, the anxiety is correct, as you should have it, because in yeah. walk the manager, the owner's brother. No, no. Isn't it the guy? Isn't it the head guy? Isn't it the it's head, head chef? chef? Yeah. yeah or it is even worse. Yeah. He walks in oh, because Giacomo walks in and is like, <gasps> what's going on here? And she can't say anything because she's got a mouthful of dick. I mean, and like... Holy fuck stick. This is wow. And it's he, meanwhile, wild. he like clearly doesn't understand the culture he's walked into because he's like, yeah, I bet like the the older manager will be like, wink, great job, dishwasher. We'll just, you know, we'll chuckle about it later. No, she's getting fucking fired. And, like, and so, so is he. You. And like, honestly, you both deserve it. Don't fucking yeah. walk in cooler at your work job. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a two for oh, one deal God. on firings. Absolutely. Yeah, you're both out, and she's like upset as hell. Yeah. That was the part that didn't ring true. It's like, why would you mm. risk it all, throw it all away? For a I mean, he does seem to have a very deep sexual hold on her. <laughs> it's true. He has her in his thrall. Yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, and and like he sort of addresses that in the prose. You know, he's like. He's like, she's so out of, like, she's so right. out of control. Yeah, she's, she's swinging so wildly between both those things. Right? And he yeah, does yeah, seem yeah. to, like, be someone who's very buttoned up. But when it comes to him sexually, like, it is mm. a pattern that he kind of just loses it. Yeah, sexually and then relationally later. Like, yeah. which drives a thousand miles on a dime. It's wild. What? Yeah. So, okay, they get fired. Boner is irate. On their behalf, because Boner does not know there was a walk-in cooler blowy. <laughs> he was like, the injustice! Boner yeah. is just like, how dare you? Boner's ready to pick it. Like, he cannot with this outcome. Meanwhile, Kieran's like, they deserved. Yeah, <laughs> Boner's like, I'm I'm doing a change.org petition, and I'm <laughs> on Facebook going, good, good. Glad for it. <laughs> All right, so then she comes out in her shitty car and he goes over to her and she's obviously upset. He finds out that she has been super fired and he's like, why don't we go somewhere? Like we can go for a drive or we can get food or we can do whatever. And he leaves his bike when she unlocks the the car door. 
So don't they end up at a lookout, I feel like? They, yeah. And then they go to the trailer for tacos, like Rafa feeds them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rafa makes amazing tacos that he learned how to make um, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he went to spend like summers or something with his grandfather in Mexico. Anyway, he's also like a healer dude. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a stoner healer dude as well. Yeah. He's like got a lot of like indigenous knowledge, like indigenous Mexican. And it's like it adds to like the history and just like the layers of this book that like Mm -hmm. the culture is present in so many different ways and very organically. Absolutely. And I love that she seamlessly blended like the all of his indigenous knowledge and the way that he pulls from that culture and then very like stoner surfer dude. Mm-hmm. At yes. the same time, like he's so California surfer dude. Yeah. And, and she's fantastic. like, she's like, wait, you grow weed here. This is illegal. And he goes, no, no, no. Hydroponics. Another place. Totally legal. Don't you worry about it, girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, even, don't even worry about it. Yeah. There's a line in these chapters about how people in the area, especially the women, are preparing the soil for spring. And they're always like planning ahead and always looking towards the future. And and I just loved like the all of the metaphors in this book were so mm-hmm. rich. Mm-hmm. Like. It's genuinely a really beautifully written book. Oh, right. tied together so beautifully and like, yeah, prepared you for what was coming. Mm-hmm. I also really liked that, like, throughout the book, he notices hot women everywhere. I know. Like, he's I not dead. He, he sees like a mom and she kind of shoots him the look and he's like, mm, she's cute. And he and he like and he talks about how previously he loved hooking up with moms because they just wanted to have sex with him and he could Which, leave you. Absolutely. Like, and why then, not? Like, he's like, they're and he, like, even his caseworker, Sugar, he calls her Sugar and he's like flirting with her and she's like, she's really yes. cute. And, and he says, about her Sugar dog. doesn't know she's sexy. I know. He well, has all these observations about her and he yeah. calls her Chichona, which means that she's like busty. Yeah. Uh, like, because Chiches That's in right. Spanish is, is like boobs. So uh-huh. it was like, it, like, he calls her that in his head. Like, he's like actively busting yeah. after these women. I love when he's asking about her dog and he's like, so is like the new anti is like the new itch shampoo working? And I was like, you you pay attention. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So and I love that because it made later on, it made every time he chose her so much more poignant Mm -hmm. to me because he it like his eyes didn't fall out. He just decided that she was the one that he's going to like actively pursue. And that was awesome. That was cool. I like that. really great. Um, okay, so then let's see what happens. They kind of get to know each other. Yeah. Um, they talk about the bakery. Um, yeah. Is it what she tells him what happened to her dad? No. Maybe. No, that's later. Doesn't matter. Let's just, yes, th- yep, this is when it happens. <laughs> um, so she tells him that, oh, yes, it is, because he says, can you go back to the bakery? And she says, no. And he is, like, very confused about it. And so she says, the bakery's closed forever. And we find out either here or some other time that it's because the bakery is right on the border between two rival gangs. And the other dudes, like, the his gang, the East Side gang, they protects protect the bakery. Them. And they pay taxes to them for protection. Yeah. But this other gang came and was like, you have to pay us. And the dad was like, no. We're under protection for this other gang. Right. But yeah. these people came and beat the shit out of her dad. 
until almost killed him. Almost killed him. And later they talk about how he seems a little bit different, like it forever changed him. Yeah. Until another employee came with like a gun and basically scared them off. Right. But there was no police intervention because, and I really liked this, the mm-hmm. other employee was there um, not legally mm-hmm. and he didn't want to be deported by ICE. So he took, he quit the job and just left. And I was yeah. like, I like that. I like that. That was a good layer. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, the her dad understands the score. Like he's been he's like going taxes. to the police was not going to do anything. Yeah. It's just going to make it work, probably. Absolutely. So since then, the bakery has been closed and they're like thinking about selling now because there's been a bunch of people sniffing around, a bunch of investors trying to buy up property in the area And they've noticed that, like, a lot of their neighbors are, like, selling their houses and moving elsewhere because it's just, like, it's just, like, fertile ground for realtor vultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentrification time. A lot of people are moving in. Yeah. But this gets him thinking. And he's, like, Mm -hmm. instead of selling, would your parents want to maybe rent it? Yeah. Because then that would even make them more money in the long term because they could rent it. And then when they did decide to sell it, it might even be even higher prices at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, I like that scene. Same. Yeah. I like that scene because I think it shows their dynamic really well. And it lets it's like another place where she gets to assert a boundary right. while still listening to him. It's really cool. So she asks him to like basically be the muscle while she talks to these real estate investors. And he interrupts her. He's cheekily sitting on a counter in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's like, hey, like chilling. your dad ever think about renting instead of selling? And she's like, shut the fucking mouth. Like, this is she's like, you're here to be silent. Yeah. Thought about this I is my thing. Middle of something, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really cute because he's just like, he's just like, oh, Chef Santeno's coming out and I really like it. But I'm still going to be my cheeky self and like see what happens. And I like that he's like such an ideas person because his dad, which we haven't talked about, his dad is nicknamed Dreamer. Mm. But like in a lot of ways, Eddie is kind of a dreamer. Like he dreams big and he gets excited by big ideas and like big plans. And so like it's like he's kind of like the good version of his dad's dreaming in a way. And for all his lack of like. He doesn't really believe in himself or his own skills, but he believes in everyone else around him. Like not just her. Yes. He thinks she's the most awesome thing and so competent. But he's also his like, brother. my brother and Vanessa got this. Like they are going to do this business. They are amazing. Like he's so mm-hmm. smart. He has a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Like he just is boosting everyone up. Yeah, absolutely. And I really like that because he, at this stage in his like own emotional development, he is still idolizing his dad. And meanwhile, he's denigrating himself. And so he basically thinks that he's the bad version of his dad, whereas he's actually the much better version. Well, and we didn't really talk about his dad. So his Mm -hmm. dad, they do bring this up throughout the book. And I think they've already brought it up a few times. His dad is missing, possibly presumed dead. They don't know where he is. He basically disappeared as soon as the two boys, um, were put in jail and his youngest um, was taken by the uncle and the grandma, mm-hmm. which the boys actually arranged because they were like, he can't be alone raising this child. This child has a chance to get out. Yeah. We need to make sure he gets out. And during this time, like there's periods where 
the brother is like, give up on our dad because he yeah. was a little bit older and from flashbacks, I think we see that he took on the parental role. He knew Absolutely. a bit more. He yeah. shielded the other kids. Absolutely. And whereas Eddie is like, I'm trying to find my dad. He's paying people, including like he goes to a church to go talk to his dad's old drug buddy, basically. Mm-hmm. And gets some like clues there about what but his dad might have been up to before he disappeared. Yeah. It's framed yeah. so like interestingly because mm. they find a number somewhere, they call it and the dad answers. Like, yeah. it's because like they assume he's the dead until then. He's dead. Yeah. Like yeah. Eddie got a call in prison being like, your dad is dead. He was big murdered. And Eddie feels like this incredible amount of guilt and shame because he wasn't there to protect his dad. Exactly. But then they call this number. He thinks he hears his dad's voice. Everybody else is like, don't open that Pandora's box. And he's like, I can't, I can't not. I well, have to. And what him. I like about that is they bring that up later that like everyone in that neighborhood talks. Everyone knows the score. No one really thinks his dad is dead. Like hmm. we'll talk about it later. But like when she comes to visit him and like thousand miles, she's like, oh yeah, I just asked people and they just told me yeah, like yeah, yeah. what the score was. It's just they don't want him to know because everyone else has the objectivity to be like you're better off without him totally he's better off the, he is. i was under the impression that everybody thought that the dad was dead and that rafa was the one who told her where he was going because he told rafa and that's the only person that actually knows oh i think you're right yeah you know what you're right i'm sorry i got that wrong but i i do remember her saying everyone talks in this community you think yes like, yeah yeah but it's the- definitely like a grayer issue than death normally is yeah it's very much it's like hard. he's probably dead but also let's not worry about it also yeah, that like let and, let sleeping dogs lie kind of yeah, right? that's very much sal's sal's whole thing his older brother he's like regardless he's not here and he didn't choose to communicate anything with us and so why don't we just decide he's dead like yes let's move forward let's let's keep going and eddie's like i can't i have to figure this out i have to know well, and they have so much trauma in their past because their mother and sister Little sister, so sad, content mm-hmm. warning, child death, um, died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And we later go into how that happens. And mm-hmm. can we talk about that here? Because it's a yeah. form of flashback. Yeah. Um, so content the warning whole, for domestic violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the way it's framed, initially, we only hear about Dreamer really from his memories, his ideas, where he frames it very much as like a man who was straight for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was out of the drug game. He was working blue collar. But then, you know, the drugs got him again. But we see him and he is a horrible husband. Oh, man. I didn't even think about this right now. I'm until right now. I'm sorry to cut you off, Karen. You can have the no. floor back in just a sec. No, no, no. Go ahead. But this was so, oh, shit. Mia Hopkins, you fucking hot genius. Up until this point, we have only seen like his lucid thoughts about his dad and like yes. everything that he consciously thinks about his dad. And he ends up having like this this uh, sort of healing ceremony with Rafa where he smokes a bunch of shit. And we we basically see like his dream memories when like the real shit comes out. And this is where we see like the terrible, abusive dynamic that he was living in, even when his dad was supposedly like had gone straight. So sorry, yeah, go ahead. Why his dad was sober, allegedly. He had uh-huh. not he had not gone back, but he was saying things like he was obviously hitting her. Mm. He was saying things like 
You try to survive without me. You have no education. You have no job. And I really like the note that he makes where he's like, what are you talking about? Our mom has no job. She does everything in this house. Literally everything for this whole family. And I like that like drinking is not considered like an issue. It's sobriety. Drinking is sobriety according to them, because at least it's not like heroin. You know? right. <laughs> like, I want to tell you about like the situation they're in where it's like, yeah. it's been much worse. This is fine. Yeah. And yeah, because he's hammered, but like he's not mething out. So I guess no. that's better. And this is the night that things went really wild. And we find out that like the mom tried to escape with the three-year-old mm-hmm. where she literally had to take out a Sal's arms. Mm-hmm. Um, she chose to just take the daughter, which I'm sure like also has insane repercussions on the three boys who got left yeah. behind. Woof. Yeah. 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 She yeah. chose oh, to yeah. take her and they find out the next day that a police officer comes and tells them like, your mom died on the scene and the baby girl died. We couldn't like while we were treating her. Right. They were hit by a, a drunk driver. They were hit by a drunk driver. Yeah. Um, well, while she was trying to escape to her sister's house. Yes. In um, Selena. Yeah. It's also very like, like, oh, the patriarchy, because she takes the girl. You know, she takes the girl because he wouldn't have let the boys go because the boys are mm-hmm. like, hits, Absolutely. you know, and like Absolutely. the important ones. Like, yeah. And she did, you know, he didn't want to let her go with the baby either. But like, he was know, more girls. likely to like, yeah, take her than he would have let her take the boys. His son. I know. Yeah, you're so right. Like so many letters. About how bitter he is that like the uncle and the aunt took Angel, the youngest son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, rough. Um, but he still feels this intense connection and loyalty to his dad, which is totally understandable because it doesn't. Like the abusive dynamic doesn't really matter a lot of times when you're a child thinking about your parent. Like it just doesn't factor. Ah, so in the current day, mm -hmm. he like he brings this up and he suggests like, oh hey, if you think about renting, I know somebody who can go in here. My brother is a brewmaster. People love his beers. You know what would be great? A tap room. Hipsters love tap rooms. Right. So as it's gentrified, this is the business that will thrive. <laughs> I love I love that whole chapter because he like he's so gung ho about this vision that he ends up basically steamrolling everyone to get them all in that room together. Yep. Yes. And then he's like so to his like sort of sister in law person, he's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'll bring supper. I'll bring supper. Mm-hmm. And then to his, you know, would be girlfriend, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to cook some supper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's like, oh, and Vanessa herself is like, what do you mean? Because she's like, this man has never cooked supper for us in his life. No. And when he asks his like girlfriend, she agrees to, well, not girlfriend at this point, but she agrees to do it. But even she's like, what? There's like a five-year-old. I don't like cooking for kids. They're picky. But she goes there and cooks and she brings everyone together. Like she has the child helping. She has the grandma helping. She has Vanessa helping. They're all doing it together. She makes everyone feel involved. Mm-hmm. And she makes this amazing traditional food, mm-hmm. like very love- much of their culture, and everyone loves it. Yummy this, stew. This mm-hmm. excerpt of like food porn. Um, women's voices are are full of oh, energy. I didn't hear many when I was locked up. Your ears begin to miss that sound, the laughter, the music, and the way they shape sentences, and Spanglish bouncing back and forth between the two languages to create something new. 
the language of home. I just love that so much. Yeah, because he he's like, I'm in I'm in the way here. So he grabs a beer and he just goes and sits um, on the couch. But he he's just listening to them the whole time being like, I missed this. Ah, it's so gorgeous. So they talk about, you know, the whole scheme. Um, He does make the misstep of being like, and also, you know, uh, you can cook. Yeah, she's unemployed right now, so she'll even make food. And she's like, hold the fucking phone. Volunteering and I love that, though, because I love that she immediately shut him down. It was like, do not speak for me again. Yeah. You are not volunteering me for shit. Yeah, it was another place where she got to assert a boundary and be like, mm. fuck that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to be my decision and not because you brought me into some sort of, like, cockamamie scheme you've only halfway th- thought through. So Vanessa, like, gets out her laptop and she's like, oh, we're going to do some numbers together and figure out if it's possible. And I'm pretty sure I didn't rewind to make sure of this. So please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Vanessa's like, I can just sell my house and then we'll have the she money remortgages to it. She remortgages, remortgages it because okay. she has equity because it's paid out right, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's paid yeah. off completely. But okay. she can remortgage it. She's not going to sell it, though, because I feel like she's more sensible than that. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was like, if if that is the case, it does not ring true. But yeah, remortgage it. Like, baby, you don't have to do that for me. She's like, I'm not doing it for you. If this happens, I'm going to be an investor. I expect to own part yeah. of this. And I'm well, like, this yes, decision. Yeah. Are we getting married or are we not, Sal? Yeah. Like, if yeah. so... This is if this is forever, then I'm not doing it for you. Dick yeah. And he like wants the investor like title. She wants to be yeah. a part of where I'm like, good for you, girl. Get that paper. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So afterwards, Carmen is like, don't do that again. Not OK. And he's like, you're right. That was shitty of me. And I sometimes I don't think before I talk. And she's like, yeah, that's something you need to work on. And he's like, noted. Cool. Yeah, I like that because he's trying to steamroll her again about like, you know, sleeping with him or something like, and she's like, don't steamroll me. Like I yeah. make my own decisions. I make my own to, decisions. Yeah, you don't need yeah. to wheel and deal. Like he's always kind of like trying to find like the, the next angle or the next uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, <laughs> I, I respect it. You're into uh, it. Yeah. Cause as she's, <laughs> as she's dropping him off, he's like, he's like thinking like, Oh, you want to come in? And she's like, no, Rafa's in there. Like, I'm not doing that. And then she's like, I can see you thinking. And like, I'm not fucking in my car. Like, but, just stop it. Just cool it a little bit. I'm going home because yes. this was a lot. So not right now. She's not fucking in her car. Yeah, I was going to say later. She might be. Uh-uh. She and makes also, an exception. Yeah, she makes right? a couple of exceptions that night. Because that night she also uh, fucks in the same trailer as Rafa. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. sure does. We have amazing sex. It's even better than the first time, apparently. Yeah, in a and, car. That's an incredible yeah. feat. Truly, especially because like he's like leave the seat back. He knows how to have car sex though. He is directing it. He's like, you gotta go mm-hmm. this way. You gotta go that mm-hmm. way. And she's loving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he he's making sure. Get, he yeah. He manages to get a thumb in that booty. He oh does. my goodness! He, in the car. he is working that thing. Yeah, he he's always got a thumb in that booty. Yeah, but like I was impressed without without like legit lube. Like yeah. I know 
Uh, you know, he, she's apparently well he does mention like she gets incredibly wet he feels that he can use that as little yeah he's it himself. did stretch credibility if you know what i mean yeah but yeah, yeah i don't well, think anyone had quite so just much like he stretched that when, booty you know, hole he yeah, did I mean, uh, well or what does he call it her little star her little, uh, the little star of her mm-hmm yeah. No, and you know what? To be fair, because Mia Hopkins is a master, he's not actually like actively penetrating and retreating no, and penetrating and retreating. Give yeah, a little he just number. pops it in and, you know, adds a little bit of pressure. Like, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's And to be fair, when they do, like, not to skip stuff, but when they mm. do get to that point in a separate sex scene, he mm-hmm. asks her, like, is this okay with you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, he asks her, has you ever been penetrated there? And she's like, no, but I, I'm worried it might hurt. And he's like, well, let me try something. And he starts with the thumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, this is as far as we'll go tonight. A lot of consent asking every step of the way. You okay yeah. with this? Yeah. But not in like a weird way where it's like when you're kissing someone, they're like, is this okay? Oh my God. Is this okay? No. She Can doesn't move my hand to your shoulder. Oh yes. So, okay. And when they get together this time, it is because he goes another step further in his dad's mystery and he gets really really emotional because he shared a memory about his childhood with his dad where his dad would always um get his mom red roses when he wanted to say he was sorry yeah but because he's dreamer like there's an apology but that doesn't mean that anything's going to change yeah. No. And the way he described that with like how he got to hold the roses and in the paper, the thorns were like kind of stinging him a little bit. But yeah. he was so excited to bring the flowers to his mom. I thought that was, again, <sighs> such beautiful writing. So beautiful. And, and, and he says, the I idea wanted so of, badly to be a part of their adult world. Yeah. Oh. The idea of sorry, meaning not having to change uh-huh. is such a prominent like thread with Dreamer. And yeah. and it's also a prominent thread with him until later like and yeah i just really like that kind of journey that he goes on. they also kind of like this is where they bring up dreamers good with women but also like he's good at finessing women which will come up later yeah yeah absolutely he's he's a charming smarmasaur so after he has this like emotional moment he decides to call carmen and he's like can you come see me and she's like no i can't we're like tucked in for the night I can't do it. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's fine. You're right. It's a, it's a silly idea. But she can hear that he's like nearly crying. So he ends up walking back to the garden. And when he gets there, because he lost his bike, he did. His bike did get stolen. Which is a good note because he's kind of like, man, he half expected it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, fuck, I always lock it up. But I was so worried. It was the night that they, that she got fired. And he was just like, I was so worried about, you know, comforting her that I just put my bike on the ground. So dumb. Anyway, so she's at the gate of the garden and he's like, you said you couldn't come out. And she's like, I was worried about you. And so I snuck out of my room like a 15 year old. And he's like, did you take the window? And she's like, no, I went out the back door. Yeah. So. Um, they end up driving around getting food, uh, fucking in that car. Yeah, Good time. Do. Good times. Yeah. And then he invites her into the trailer and then they do have more good sex on the floor of the trailer. Hot, While Ralph was like, 
while Rafa of like next door being like, <laughs> oh my God, Rafa's just Listen, like sleeping. He's a Although stoner. Rafa clearly cares because later he's like, just to tell you, I'm going to be out for the night. So if you want to have some fun again, now's the well, time. Well, he sees them when he leaves in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. still lying there naked on the what, what's his name is splayed out just cock cock for jesus out <laughs> oh my god hitting it out <sighs> for the trailer yes oh jesus oh my god but are they little are they little nipples are that's my tiny question they're tiny, tiny areolas on <laughs> their brown ones. tiny areolas there we go there we go <laughs> okay so then they decide that they're going to have a meeting with her parents and Sal and Vanessa, he gets a little upset because like Vanessa called Carmen directly to set up the meeting. And he's like, oh, like I f- he feels sort of cut out because it was his idea. Yeah. And she's very, very quick, like, she's like, even I'm not that involved. I'm just setting up the meeting. It's between my parents and them. It's not between us. It's them. Right. Right. Like pragmatically. Legally, only they really need to talk. You are you were a huge part of it, but like you don't have to be there. Anyway, he does end up going to that meeting. Oh my god, it's isn't it this night where she stays over at the trailer and then they're late for the business meeting? Yes, <gasps> yes, that was so awful. She, yeah, literally so she awful. Comes in and she's still in her pajamas and she's mm-hmm. not wearing a bra. So she's like covering her nips and her to dad her is prim like, and proper mother. Yeah. Her dad is calm, but her mom is like not. Venom. She is like, you can hear them shouting it, like kind of angrily talking to each other. And she goes, I'm going to go change. I'll be right back. And the mom already didn't like him, but now oh, yeah. she really dislikes him. She only really wants to talk to Vanessa. Uh-huh. Um, and he makes the point that like, yeah, she like, hate them but he's kind of like i would probably hate myself a little bit too if like my daughter snuck out in the middle of the night to go yeah. like have like sex all night well with, and like, felon. so she says like i'm so sorry that you saw us like that i'm so sorry that my mom treated you that way and he very pragmatically is like no i get it like like have I, you seen me lately yeah i wouldn't he's all beat to hell because of some gang thing he had to do a little while ago he had to like help try to burglarize this this very small drug dealer who it turned out had no guns yeah no guns it was he just, just wanted them to leave him alone and this is also where like i really liked this scene because it mm-hmm. talks kind of like about the mundaneness of being a gangbanger like it's not anything like sexy it's not anything especially violent it's like him and a methed out 18 year old mm-hmm. who was his like who keeps calling him his like bro or whatever and they're like he's like oh i'm stuck here with this methed out teenager and now we got to go break into this place and yeah. pistol whip this kid and he doesn't even have any like guns right and the guy also, and he's like you don't have to hit him again like this you gotta stop and the guy's like yeah. i'm rambo yeah, it's and then he nuts. accidentally hits him with the pistol. Right. He's oh, my goodness. So and then he he's like, up. oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. So he shows up. He's covered in tattoos. Um, He's got this giant black eye, you know. And, and so he's like, I would not. I don't blame your mom because you are her. You're her everything. Like my beautiful, accomplished, wonderful daughter. She's is also getting- an only child. Only child. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not like of their background, but as an ethnic daughter, this Mm. part rang really true. She's still 
She has this thing where she lived away from home, but she moved back to home because culinary school is expensive. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to pay rent. She's like, whatever, they don't pay me rent. But because of that, her mother is like treating her like a teenager in some ways and is yeah. like, you are not allowed to see this boy anymore. And she tells him, I will make a deal mm-hmm. with Vanessa, but mm-hmm. you must not see my daughter again. You must not contact her and you need to stay away from her. Mm-hmm. That she can do better than you and you're not derailing her future. And he actually does think of every option. He's like, well, I could, what would be the best option? And in his mind, because he has such low Mm self-esteem and he he keeps going through this cycle in his mind where he's like, do you actually like me or do you like me because like I'm a bad boy and you like having sex with me? Am I a phase? Am I a phase? Because she's like, she sees the good in him, but he does not see the good in her, in himself. Mm -mm. And so he takes it, which rightfully she gets really pissed off at because she's like, you should not make a decision without me. Yeah. He says, this is the one time in my life I can be a hero. Yeah. And so he does like he agrees to it. He's like, I won't talk to her. I'll delete her number from my phone. I'll do all the things. And she calls him later and she's like, what the fuck, man? Like, were was I nothing? Did you mean anything you said yeah. to me? Because he's at one point he's like, hey, do you, you know, do you have any boyfriends? And she's like, yeah, I've dated a few guys, but, um, you know, it's rough. And and he says something about like her being so busy. And she goes, oh, no, for the right guy, I, I will make time. Yeah. And he goes, oh, so like a guy like me. What about me? And it's so so like he's made so many overtures about this being more than just sex. Like he's been the touchy feely, not touchy feely, but like emotionally vulnerable one in this dynamic. Well, and she says, you said you wanted to see where this would go. Yeah. Why are we not seeing where this goes? Yeah. Yeah. So she's fucking pissed and I totally get it. Um, She hangs up on him. Then he gets a call from his dad. Yeah. (sighs) So that starts this whole... And his dad is straight up like, who's Carmen? Yeah. Like, yes. He's so weirdly chill about calling his son he hasn't spoken to in like six, Who five years. he's like, dead? Question mark. He's like, he's like, hey, who's Carmen? Because he answers thinking it's Carmen. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, like, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. Carmen, I'm just listening. And he's like, yeah, who's that? So his dad like, is like, hey, hey come, I'm alive. Oh. Yeah. Come see me, his dad says. But you can't tell anyone. I'll get you a fake ID. I know skipping. I know skipping like the state's going to be a real issue because you're on parole. But don't worry, it'll be fine. And so he wants his son to take all these risks to come see him, but won't tell him anything without a thought on the phone. I know it's wild. And then right after that shitty like dad call, where he's like literally going to get him in trouble with his parole officer, Mm -hmm. Rafa calls him Mijo. Like he calls him my son. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is your dad. Yeah. Like, Rafa is your Tommy Chong dad. He loves you so much. Yeah. You he's... have your father figure. Like, right. He's right there and he's been there the whole time. He did get you weed and that's sort of how you met. And like, that only makes it sweeter. You know? You know what? Like, Don't we all like form weird relationships with our weed dealers sometimes like where they become really <laughs> close to us was that just me in my 20s or my no. weed dealer i was like you're kind of like my therapist uh, Karen, my dating so counselor just me okay <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's no. legal here now i go to basically the apple store it's fine it's true yeah it's true so then that whole thing happens with like that we talked about already where he does this like kind of almost a spirit walk where rafael kind of leads him through like meditation almost yeah. like not intentionally necessarily, but Rafa's like offering up kind of prayers in the background and 
it and leads like, him into this state. Yeah. Spells and, you know, like he's he's doing as much as he possibly can to keep his son safe. Yeah. Because he's the only one who gives a shit about that kind of thing. Ugh. So packs up and ends- goes to Washington. Yeah, he gets well, before he goes, he sneaks into her bedroom. Oh, <gasps> yes. Oh, my God, you're right. And they have like the hottest sex scene of the entire book. Wow. Wow. Where not only is it like a hot sex scene, but it kind of discusses like their roles. You see him kind of like reenacting like basically his masturbation fantasy. Yeah. Where he's looming over her and you yeah. see her like trying to assure him like no like i don't just like you because i like rough sex and like right because she does like him to talk dirty to her and she does like sure. him to like yeah but and he thinks that's because oh you like the idea of me but not me and she's telling him no i think you're a good man yeah. i don't think you're a hero i don't think you're perfect but i think you're a good man and there's more to you yeah but they yeah. do this like great thing where she's like, well, all you want from me is sex, right? So this is all you're going to get. Oh, and it's Nate like, she's like, down. yeah, yeah. She's like taking back like some she, of that power. It's- yeah. And he also is like, you should put bars on your window because I broke into your window. So I guess he's they like, need bars. Yeah, he's like, it's really easy to break in here. So you should put bars <laughs> on your window. I thought that was really funny. And he very smartly gets up and sneaks away. Like, and he wants to tell her, like, I'm sorry, but he's like, I kind of got to leave. Your mom's going to fuck me up. Well, and I'm he also break your doesn't heart. want to, yeah, he doesn't want to bring her into his bullshit. And so no. he wants to wake her up. Oh, my God. Because at some point, fuck, at some point in this goddamn book, when they're talking about um, like the business and, and what it can be someday, she's like, no, my family has run this bakery for three generations. And all of the old family knows, like all the old people in the neighborhood know us. And they you, know you because you, your family been for three generations. Yeah, you've been gangbanging in that area for three generations. It pretty much says that. Like that's almost verbatim. It's yeah. It's it's very. I, I really joke about it. how they're like the king and queen of East yeah, LA. She says she says we're royalty there. And he starts calling her Mirena. Mirena. Oh my god. So so when he's leaving, he whispers like Mirena, I'm going on a trip. I'll be Bye. back. And then he fucks off and he thinks that's good enough. Oh, she slipped through it. So we listen. Um, we're on a bus for a long time. Oh, and so long. I will say I like his little friendship with the migrant worker and the yes. details about his life and how the adorable migrant worker laughs when they go to a town called Weed and takes a picture for his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, all of the details and he are great. Has never seen snow before. I just want you to know. <gasps> he does the sexiest that's another thing. thing. He makes the point he's never left LA. The only time he left LA was to go to prison. And he's like, I wouldn't exactly call that touring the word world going to Delano. Yeah. No, but seriously, he's on this bus and he does the sexiest thing a person can do, if you will recall. And that is, I've never seen snow before. Yeah. So it actually it ends up being very, very poignant. But I noted that and I was like, this makes all of this worth it. <laughs> but at least he got to go see snow and make fun, make friends. Yes. With um a senior citizen. Yeah. So can we yada 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 his dad? Because Please. honestly, like okay, so, so get, basically he get and get picked up by and I really like this because in yeah. growing up in LA, he thought all <gasps> white people were rich and he's like, Oh, this is the first poor white person I've seen. Yeah. And then literally the way he describes her stuff kind of janked up teeth, but he realizes like this girl is like really nice. So nice. Like very salt of the earth. 
And earlier, he had been to see the girlfriend of his dad when he was in AA. And it was a really nice lady, a Black lady named Daisy, who was like 30, 35. And she was like much younger than his dad. But she was like very together. And she was like trying to keep him sober. And in fact, was the reason he was able to like survive because she basically cashed out all his money and sent him here to Lila, who's her mother, we find Uh out. And and she picks him up and Lila is the nicest woman. She probably like, I mean, she's the nicest woman and I'm assuming she doesn't know Daisy's relationship to this man because otherwise she's super nice. Um, She gives him a jacket. Um, Dreamer is fucking the daughter and the mama. You know, would we expect anything less? He's also still getting drunk. He's still still talking himself up in big game in the bars. He's getting beat up because he's flashing his money around. Mm -hmm. He's doing the same shit. And and Eddie has to drive him and his drunk buddy home in their truck. And he's like realizing like, oh, fuck, you're fucking. And he just is like, they almost get like beat up by a couple of hicks. Like, it's really terrible. Um, But I will say as a person from a super duper small town, no lies detected. And like. There's a good chance Lila knew. Yeah. No, oh, I know. <laughs> I've lived in all communities and I'm like, I know she knew, but they kept talking about how nice she is. And she was all like beaming about her daughter, Daisy. Like, yeah. she's my broad and joy. And I'm like, why are you fucking her? Ugh. Listen, there I was grew a up story in a place where like best friends, like I grew up in a place so small that in high school, best friends could not get mad at each other if one broke up with a person and then the other best friend started dating them or fucking them later because there are just so few people that you just understand like anybody is fair game if they're single like there is no i'm loyal to you so they're off limits absolutely no for sure for sure (laughs) i grew up in a mining town so i do get that Mm -hmm. i do feel like huh i do feel like i learned a lot about melody in our talk in the patreon talk with rebecca witherspoon I was like, oh, oh. No. this really puts a lot into context for me. Because <laughs> you were like small town bonding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been in a big city thing. too long, but you're right. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, also, also, like, I also liked how he noted, Eddie noted, he's like, damn, all these women are too good for my dad. It's just like my mom again. All these women are taking care of him, supporting him, doing everything. And he would be dead without them. Well, yeah. and he makes the correlation. He decides that he, his dad and women are the same as him and Carmen when they're not. No, no not at all. No. In that moment, he goes home with his drunk dad. And who's there? Carmen in one of Lila's sweatshirts just calmly drinking coffee like, <gasps> hey. Oh, my God. She drove so, so many miles. My yeah. goodness. So uh, just a quick, you know, synopsis. Basically, What's his name? Dreamer says that, like, he makes up this whole story about how he, like, you know, almost got shot in the head, but then, like, jumped over a cliff. And, you know, his old friend saved him by faking his death. But yeah, what really... watched Sopranos too many times. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, he gave me. I walked out. But really, he was just blackmailing his friend. Yeah. He found out that um, his friend was cutting deals with that gang that beat up Carmen's dad. And that's one of the reasons that they've been so brave, but ballsy lately. And like why his gang didn't check them when they beat up somebody that was technically under their protection. And right. so he's like, yeah, I saw all of this. I told him I told him that um, like I got tapes. I got pictures. I told him that I will tell the higher ups and you will be like fish food unless you pay me and let me disappear. 
And apparently this man made so much. He is like, whatever, it's chump change to just support his lifestyle and pay for his like mother's like home. Yeah. And like in Wenatchee, Wisconsin, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the cost of living is low. How can Mike we do talk a lot about how like the cartel is involved too? And like the cartel gets like half of what the gang gets. Yeah. yeah. They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. part of that cartel, they're connected to it, but they're like a lower faction. I like those yeah. little dynamics and they bring that up here too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Cool Did kidding. I say Wisconsin? I meant Washington. The Washington. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. There is Wenatchee, Wis- Washington. Washington. Oh, God damn it. You know, I'm a Canadian. I would have gone with it. I would have been like, sure. Yeah. I know. It occurred to me that like uh, a bus ride there would be nuts. Yes, Lynn. There is a story <laughs> that that the dad tells. Yeah. The dreamer tells about how Trouble got his nickname. Oh yeah. And I like so he got his nickname because he and his brother were setting off fireworks and they didn't know what they were doing. And they set fire to this old palm tree and Dreamer draws it out and makes this big story about it. But he's called Tribble because he's the one that got caught. Yeah. He was the fall guy. Yes. Like, it's wild to me. Like, yeah, you're not trouble. You're just the one that got caught. Like, yeah, Sal we, was there. like the neighborhood started apparently chanting trouble, trouble, yeah. trouble, which like, is wild. And so he's like had this like identity put on him. Yeah. When he's not any more trouble than. No, 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 absolutely. But he also spelled Todd Dreamer. His dreamering is really just him bullshitting. Yes. Yeah. All he does sure. is bullshit. He ha- he's always the hero of his own story, but all he's doing is fucking up with everyone he claims to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, so Carmen drove over there. She claims because she doesn't want to tell the truth. She's like, and she's smart. She knows what's up. She grew up in this neighborhood. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I just followed the truck. Like, I just yeah. followed your bus. I just followed your bus the entire time. And because Dreamer's shit for brains, he believes that. He's uh-huh. like, oh right but really she went to rafa and was like what's going on and rafa was like he's here you gotta go get him yeah she liquors him up real good to get those (laughs) lips flapping yeah oh i love her um no so and so during this whole thing like it has gone to shit in every way possible and and poor eddie is the only sober one in the state it feels like basically it's terrible. Like we've all had those nights where it's just like I could I could wring all of your necks. Everything is bullshit right now, you drunk like, fucks. Stop puking. Get yeah. some sense in your heads. Good Lord. And, like, Remember like, how to get home. He's Ugh. like the sober oh. person with the worst drunk people in the world. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And like he's driving without a because, license. Oh my God, this poor thing. And but like he doesn't so do necessary. that. It's so necessary it because it kills every delusion he had about his dad yeah he finally sees him for what he was yep absolutely and so he's like oh the emperor has always had no clothes exactly and fuck so and then carmen is there and he's like oh my god like not only does the emperor not have clothes but like this is the direction i want to go in and she just appeared yeah like it's amazing yeah and i love carmen because carmen is like Okay, yes. She's like, I live with my parents, but she's like, my parents can't. I'm 24 years old. My parents are not. I'm an adult. I have a career. She's like, my parents can think what they want. I love my parents. But like, they don't make decisions for me. I'm 24. Right. Absolutely. I did write down Carmen the Badass right there because she was. She She was great. And then I wrote, oh, shit, Sal. 
<gasps> yeah, because he gets a call or something. No, they're about to go home. He finally has cell reception. Oh, my God. Oh, the <laughs> flashbacks I had during oh, this, these parts. PTSD. Oh. Burner oh phone that he got at the gas station with his condoms. Oh, my God. And, and like, waiting. Oh, the flash. My flashbacks were were watching my phone in the car as we drove down the 15-mile curvy highway until we got to mile three when I knew my reception would come back. And, like, driving down there just to make phone calls sometimes. It seems me at my job. Honestly, this is me at my job because I go to, like, indigenous communities and i'm just driving yeah, down yeah. these roads and i'm like i get cell service there i don't get cell service in lac Berche. Yeah. i get and you just know where you're gonna start to get the service it was so yep. real yep absolutely so turns out sal's been shot and yeah. and he but it's just a flesh out. wound it's just a flesh wound just a flesh it wound is. no it big is. deal legitimately ochoa is going on a rampage ochoa needs to get his shit together so Ochoa like, is that drug dealer that they beat down and like he didn't want to be there, but like he was there when he got pistol whipped. And so Ochoa is trying to get revenge and get his credibility back. And like, I really like this part. He goes to talk to like his little tweaked out drug buddy mm-hmm. and he tells him he's like, dude, it is not worth it. Get out of here. Like, no, I, no, that's the drug dealer. That's not the buddy. He's talking that's to a Ochoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he tries to be like, yeah. Ochoa, this is not worth it. You I've need been to down this road. Here. Yeah. yeah. Like, it well, leaves nowhere good. Revenge, yeah. like, it's just petty. It's not going to lead anywhere. And what are you getting vengeance for, really? And also, he's like, he's like, you know the score. Deep down, you know the score. I did not want to be there. They made me. Like, yeah. I... I had to go. I'm very sorry about it. But like, you know, that's how this works. And because he figures out that Sal looks just enough like him that like in a drive by situation, it would make sense that Ochoa would shoot Sal instead of Sal to grow a beard. He's like, Sal, you look better with a beard until Sal grew a beard like him. I know. So he looked even more like him anyway. So he's like, listen, I like, we can be square right now because I snuck up on you. I got the drop on you. I took your gun from you. I could have killed you just now, but I didn't. And so you're going to drop this beef or it's going to go really badly because I'm a better gangster than you are. And that's just the facts. It's like, I've been to prison, buddy. Yeah. Like, we don't even have guns. He's got competence out the wazoo. Yeah. yeah. And more than that, he's got the experience to be like, I don't want my fate for you. I don't want you to go through the bullshit I went through because I thought that I had something to prove in the gang. Exactly. So it's obvious that Ochoa drops it with him. But then they do find out later that the guy, the accomplice, the one who actually did all the violence. The tricky teenager shot Ochoa. Yeah. Yeah. The other way around. No. Ochoa Ochoa shot Oh, Choa lives. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Go ahead. No, so Ochoa shot the um the Lalo. Yeah, Lalo, Lalo. the, the yes. tweaky Ochoa teenager. shot the tweaky drug dealer, so he did not take his lesson to heart. No. Yeah. But I will say I found that depressingly realistic. Oh, yeah. totally. No, yeah, absolutely. Sure. He's like, and and Eddie is very resigned. Eddie's just like, yeah, he didn't drop it completely, did he? Like he's like he, he it's, like, it's the start of he knows that it's the start of potentially something more like this is if it goes unchecked Hmm. will be a string of revenge that will sort of like decimate the neighborhood right like so 
the danger is like very real and very close to home. Right? But he, so, he also goes to the guy, his dad's old buddy, mm-hmm. and says, listen, I know I'm the a, score. I'm mm-hmm. speaking. I know all the shit. And I, I have where all, all the, the shit favorite. is. And he's like, and I need some favors from you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, you're going to let me go without any pushback at all. And you're going to start protecting the people you fucking told you would protect, you ass. Yeah, he's like, you better take care of that bakery and you better Mm -hmm. take care of every other person on this block that you say you're going to take care of. Mm -hmm. And then he comes clean with his brother about the whole thing with his dad. And then he comes clean with her about literally everything. All around. Oh my God, and And he says, he says, "Um, when I was young, Dreamer, like, Dreamer ultimately like went off the rails because he started believing all of his various bullshit stories. And one of the biggest reasons was because he always had secrets from my mom. They were never on the same page. And so he says, I'm telling you everything and I will tell you everything for the rest of our, our nuptial lives. (sighs) Because I want you to be my wife. Yeah. Because like, I want to have an actual life with you and not, Oh, I don't want to. Oh, he wants to break some cycles. And he does. He passes all of those flower bouquets and he picks her a herb one instead. <gasps> he, he is healing his generational herbs. trauma one step at a time. Truly, truly. <sighs> so the, the brewery is fucking rad. Um, she does end up making artisanal sandwiches for them because she wants Beautiful. to. Yeah, because she wants to like take her time and save her money. And she wants to like pay back her loans, and then she wants to open up her own place when she's financially sound. So it's mm-hmm. a good spot for her. His, her mother um, still doesn't like him, but she tolerates him, which I found mm-hmm. deeply realistic as yeah. a fellow ethnic child. I was like, that mother's never going to like you, but she'll yeah. tolerate you. And, you know, once you give her a grandkid, she might soften a bit, but not really. Yeah. yeah. No, and he is fine with it. He's like, I expect nothing more. <laughs> He's like, listen, I, she lets me in here now. Yeah. That's something. The dad really likes him a little bit more, so yeah. that's good. And yeah. um, they're just happy, you know? And, um, yeah. Lovely. They're just fucking happily ever after, man. Ugh, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, like, it they is. show them having a nice, beautiful meal with, like, the whole family. Grandma is mm-hmm. there and the little girl. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that the little girl's name is Muñeca. Oh, and yeah. that means doll. And oh. I have never heard anybody with that name in my entire life. And I'm, when I asked my husband, who is Latino, he's uh-huh. like, what? Why would you call your child doll? <laughs> you don't like, a nickname, though. I feel like it might be a nickname. You use it as a nickname all the time. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, la muñequita. Like, she's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And, like, really, but yeah, as, but, an, as a proper name, it's like bizarre. <laughs> you never know. Indians sometimes <laughs> name their child baby. You never know. That's it true. could be different culture, like because there's yeah. so many Latino cultures, it's hard to like. But Most I, definitely, yeah. Yeah, a cute child too. I liked when he's like, "Oh yeah, she's dressing her beagle up as like a like a like a her wiener dog up as a princess," and she's like, "He's like, oh, she's being a knight protecting her princess dog." And later I she's like, "Eddie, is that Tio Eddie? I want to talk to Tio Eddie." And he's like, "She's little. I don't know her age. She's yeah, yeah, little." Yeah. I love their little like little asides, like she when she, they mentioned her and. I loved how they mentioned the abuela and she's always just wearing like um like a baseball cap and like yeah. her she's ready to go. I just love those little details. Well, there's a part in the it. beginning. Yeah. Or she's like um talking to him and she's like, don't you have like what does she say? I have it written down somewhere. She's like, um, don't you have like a like an uncle or a somebody that's good looking oh, yeah, and not a too great smart? uncle? 
a great uncle, you know, I can get with and like, and not too smart is like, I love it. I love it. So good. Well, and I also love that um, throughout the entire book, he calls Munika's dog, that asshole wiener dog. Yeah. Like he hates this fucking dog. It's like, like, that's my dog. Oh, and like when he walks in and Munika's like got like her hair straight up and one's like, what the fuck's going on here? And Vanessa's like, crazy hair day. Yeah. She goes in. He's like, it's crazy hair day, Tioti. And Vanessa's like the bane of my freaking existence. It's scary. Uh, yeah. like, that's so real. Yeah, they should call it the day that all parents have to work oh extra goodness. fucking hard to pull something out of their ass. My oh. poor partner has had to endure many uh, crazy hair day last minute. <laughs> hair, oh, yeah. I have so many friends of mine who have kids and they're all that age, like four and five. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. spirit week is, but it's it's like last week and now I got to dress him as a lumberjack. What the fuck you is know? this? It's hell. It's hell is no, what it it's, is. It's nonsense. It's pajama day is easy. Just put them in the pajamas. Just keep it together. Yeah, that's day. fine. That's got PJs. Yeah. Crazy yeah. hair. Hey, come on. Anyway. Oh it my was God. a delight. It was so I good. Such a delight. Um 1010 would read again. Gonna read the other ones. Loved mm-hmm. it. Nina Hopkins, mm-hmm. you are now on my must-read list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so, so good. Her Masterful. craft is so tight. You know so what? Tight. I'm part of the Eddie Rojas hive. Oh yeah. I just like marveled every time there was like there's so many little details. Like there was one time mm-hmm. where he goes straight from the garden and he has his hands in clean earth and then goes to the rot of the gang. Like, um, like, I don't know what it was. Central location, whatever it was. Yeah. It was, and it so, was a, um, it was a safe house. It was like an safe abandoned house. That's safe what it was. house. Yeah. Well, and it was like all like, rotting and like, yeah. and like gross. And he'd gone from the garden to that. And I was like, what? You're amazing. When he's talking about his dad's tattoos of his children's names, like it's like, oh. but it's like, but it's like got all these scars and his like drug use is visible as going through the names of his children. Just the symbolism of that. I'm like, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, and he says his track marks are are visible through his kids' names. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's a goddamn Mia Hopkins. Like, how dare you almost? I know, I'm like, and it's so great because she wasn't previously like I had read her first book by. I liked it. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I really liked it, but I just, it's been years. It's been five years. I hadn't read anything else by her. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so glad I rediscovered you. And I don't yeah. think I would have if it wasn't for this podcast. Yeah. No, absolutely. For life. Oh, I love it. And I really like, there is something about the difference in the way I think about books that I know I'm going to be reading for the podcast. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it like, it really helps me read much more thoughtfully and deeply yeah. and you know like it's i love i love it well i was like remembering details more so great. oh I'm melody and you should be great too yeah. oh shoot it's a cycle of greatness no i love you okay wait so we gotta do lady loves on that okay. note while i'm feeling all while i've got goosebumps because of all the love you're sending my way oh Okay, I have a lady love, um, and that is, I, I have always loved plants. All right, and I thought for a while I had a a brown thumb. It turns out I just didn't understand that you could get anything to make a plant stay alive, and so I would be like, oh, I can't have that plant because I don't have the right light in my house or whatever. But recently, I just discovered. Sun lamp. I, this is going to sound so stupid. 
But there are these teeny tiny little sun lamps that you can stick into the pot that then yeah. like hovers over it. I don't know. Like there's something in my Brilliant. brain that doesn't, that never thinks like, I bet a human has invented a tool to fix this problem. I'm always like, problem exists. Pro- uh-huh. We live with problem now. And damn. This is life now. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> so My sister-in-law um, just said to me the other day that her like garden person, guru person, mm-hmm. I don't know, was like, show me a like person who calls himself not a green thumb and I'll show you someone who doesn't have good light in their house. Like, uh, yeah. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Truly. I love that. That's as simple as it is, basically. Yeah. And like and like the fact that you can choose plants according to your interest level. Like, yeah. I don't have a ton of plants that are like, I need attention constantly because I know that I go through periods where I hyper focus on something else and I forget plants exist. Snake plants. I have a yeah. snake plant. The best thing about my snake plant is I literally sometimes remember to water it and it's fine. No, absolutely. ZZ plants are the same. Like yeah. the only time I've killed a ZZ plant is when I watered it too much. I did kill a corpse plant once and people still make fun of me because they're like, it, there's a corpse in the name Kieran. Listen, yours was undead and then became dead. So yeah. what can and you do? My part of her, um, Lynn once gave me an aloe and she was trying to tell me that aloe was dead. And I was like, no, it's still alive. Like I was holding on to that ghost. And she's like, no big aloe you. I'm just going to give you another one. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so that's my lady love. You can get Beautiful. sun lamps that just bring the sun inside for your tropical bullshit. Yep. It's nice. They do timers even. Oh, it's I have a lady love. Yeah. Vitamin D. Ooh. Vitamin D. Did you know that vitamin D is something <laughs> that you need to be what happy? What kind of vitamin D are you talking about, girly? Mm-hmm. Well, carpe dick is what I've got to say. <laughs> carpe dick? What? Hey, where is this I- going? Was t- no, I was talking about regular <laughs> vitamin D, mm. the hormone that your body produces. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah. But yes, did you know that sometimes when you feel horrible and sad, it's <laughs> literally because you have not seen the sun mm-hmm. and have no recourse for producing yeah. any vitamin D. Yeah. And that if you take it regularly, you do feel a little better. And sometimes, you know, regular medications and all that kind of stuff helps. But vitamin totally. D under... And I just want to say vitamin D deficiency does exist. Truly, um, even like even though I'm on, you know, proper meds given out by a psychiatrist. Yeah. Vitamin D is still in every single one of my daily pill. Yes. uh, There's a reason we tell people to go outside and touch grass. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's only partially to do with the grass. You're right. And actually, I think that we can combine our lady loves, Lynn, because even if you don't take a, a what you call it, um, a, like a, a supplement, you can also get like a lizard lamp for yourself. Yes. You, can give, you can give it to your plants and you can get one for you. We are vibing on so many lamp. levels. Sun lamps are so yeah. helpful. Uh-huh. I'm like kind of allergic to the sun in a low key way. I have rosacea, uh-huh. so it doesn't like agree with my face. But I, so I've been taking it even in the summertime. Yeah. And then I'm going to double up in the wintertime and mm. hopefully be happier. As the sun and you are enemies to lovers. I know we are. <laughs> we have such a star-crossed lovers thing and it fits because it's also a star, et cetera, et cetera. It's beautiful. It's like the movie Persuasion. It's like the book Persuasion, You and the Sun. Yes. 
All right. What's your lady love, Kieran? Um, my lady love is First Aid Beauty. I do not know if it's an evil corporation, but I want to thank them because as someone who gets ingrown hairs, their pads are the most amazing. They also have a great exfoliate that prevents ingrown hairs. But I will guarantee you, if you have an ingrown hair, you rub that pad <gasps> two days, it is out. It is amazing. It is a miracle. And all my ladies who get ingrown hairs, the pads, the ingrown hair pads from First Aid Beauty, get them. They are worth it. Get the pack with the 60 because it's better value. It's good oh. for you. They also have an anti-chafing stick that's quite inexpensive and apparently lasts a thousand miles or something. It's amazing. <laughs> it's working. It's keeping my summer good. I <gasps> love the beach and I get ingrown hairs and First Aid Beauty is saving me. Please do I... not tell me that the CEO is a murderer. Thank yeah. you. Yes, I love don't. That. Don't tell this information to Karen. Keep no. the Let secrets me my ignorance to yourself. Capitalist smooth bliss. Yes. yes, absolutely. First aid beauty. Ingrown hair beauty. pads. You can get it at Sephora. You can get it at Ulta. Go get I it. I now know what I'm getting my friend for her birthday. So this is great. First aid beauty. You can get a, you can get a little set with both. Ooh. Yes, please. We'll you. All right. That's amazing. Okay. It's time for pluggables. Lynn, what do you have to plug? Oh, I oh, hey. have written some books <laughs> and I just released a book called Imagine You and Me. Mm -hmm. It is great. And it is. It's 10 out of 10. Is it, Karen? Oh, that's sweet. See, she doesn't like to review my erotica, but she will review my regular contemporary. So that's good. <laughs> I will. I have a post <laughs> coming about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so hit you us know, with some tropes. Okay, so it's friends to lovers. It's yeah. very like like childhood friends, best friends, and you know, ADHD sunshine meets uptight sort of accountant type, Ooh. and they're just gone for each other, but don't really admit it. And then there's there's a fake dating slash fake engagement shenanigans. Oh. And, yes, please. You know, I think it's pretty cute. Well, and a plus size heroine. And a plus size heroine. Mm -hmm. And we're happy about that. Gorgeous cover. Is so like, she's just goals. Like she's just, she's stylish and she's like so comfortable in her skin. And I'm in love with her and he is too. And it's wonderful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, and you have, so you also have erotica. I don't know. Do you want to chat about that? It's good erotica. <laughs> Kieran says, I don't want to talk about it, but it is good. Kieran it's says, good. It, it does the job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Just, mm -hmm. You know, maybe look up LC Venus if you're, um, you know, feeling a little frisky. If you need a one-handed read. It's yeah, that's right. LC you Venus. Know. Love it. All right, perfect. Kieran, do you have anything to plug? Is the is the health inspector company? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I do nothing. I work and go home. Um, no, you I do not do nothing. I have Jeez. no artistic outlet, though. Fabulous um, all around is what she is. I, you know what? I have an Instagram. It's private, but if you friend me, I'll um I'll add consider. you. She'll I'll consider add you. adding you. Yeah, it's called. Uh, I'll consider adding you. It's called. It's Kiki Sid K I K I S I D, and I do review books on it. I do recommendations and blurbs. I read a lot, so if you need a book recommendation, I keep a highlight reel there. I also want to plug Lynn's books. I want to plug Blair Lee's books because yeah. they're amazing. I want to plug Kimberly Lemming's books. Hell yeah. Yeah. They are also amazing. Moira Scott. 
and you can find them wherever ebooks are sold and some of them in traditional publishing, but you do Kobo, you do Amazon, Google Books, yeah. Apple, look at them. They are all 10 out of 10. They all are very diverse and different and they are all wonderful. Aw, Hard sweet. agree. Hard agree. Okay, keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love Carpe Dick. Yes, Carpe Dick. <laughs> 